episode 8 of the Art House 5D podcast. My name is Champ Perenya, and I would like to welcome everybody back to this very rare podcast because it's been over eight months since my last episode. And like it said in the mysterious Tao Te Ching, There's a time for doing, and there's a time for non-doing. Sometimes you just don't have anything to say to the world, and instead, you turn within and just listen. You listen to everything coming at you from all directions, the media, social media, the environment, nature, Everything is here to teach us a lesson. And when you listen and you watch the world, you can learn a lot by not talking. Sometimes just sitting in silence is the best thing that you can do for the world. And sometimes it's the best thing that you can do for other people. Whatever you see on the media, Whatever wars are occurring in our world, anything on the media is designed to control your mind through propaganda and negative uses of certain types of frequencies and tones that are emitted from the TV stations and from the news stations that fixate your consciousness in a low state of beingness. And this low state of beingness allows them to control your emotions and it allows them to control how you feel about other people and other parts of the world, especially countries. They can make you feel hatred towards a certain country just by broadcasting repeatedly every single day on all news channels across the world. They can control your consciousness and your heart and make you feel anger and fear and hate towards an enemy that you have no knowledge about. So be careful, protect your consciousness and protect the consciousness of all others. Stop watching TV and following the mainstream news and obeying every single fear that they throw at you. Every engineered disease every false flag war, every economic woe. You don't have to participate in this subscription to fear. You have full sovereignty over your consciousness. And at any time, you can choose to turn off all news coming into you from your phone and your television. I myself have never owned a television in many, many years. And I always encourage my listeners to do the same. In this world, we have the responsibility of not only helping others, but also helping ourselves. And sometimes helping ourselves means cutting ourselves off from negative energies which 
are able to take control of our consciousness in ways that we could never have imagined. It's one thing to own a smartphone, but we have control over the types of content that we see and that we put out. And in this world, it's very important to put out content more than we consume. Because when we consume, we're just consuming the corporate interests of greedy individuals who are just trying to market and sell us an idea which is not our own. So as artists, writers, creators, musicians, everybody out there in the world, I encourage you guys to create memes and share knowledge and share your wisdom to awaken this world as quickly as possible. Our job is to destroy the propaganda news machine and instead create art and love and peace and spread it out into the world so that this remains the only thing that is mainstream. When we have a world of peace and love, this is when everybody is an artist because they are freely creating for the love of all humankind with no holding back. I encourage everybody to make the effort to become a creator of anything. And in this creation, do it for the benefit of all beings. No matter how large and how small your effort, never worry. Because the universe will always open doors for those who generously give. Our minds are constantly absorbing everything around us. So it's important to take the time to appreciate silence. Silence allows us to wring out the sponge of our consciousness. And it allows us to get rid of all the excess junk that we've been carrying around in our minds and our hearts for our entire lives. If you explore the Great Awakening map, you will see that the map contains numerous topics that are highly negative and full of fear. These topics, such as government conspiracies and the dark agendas hidden behind these negative institutions that control our world, to know this knowledge is to know the truth of life, the truth of the human condition. And only then, when you know the most heinous crimes of humanity, only then can you make the effort as a whole human planet to say that we will not take this anymore. We will not take this any longer. And we will choose to create a better life, not only for ourselves, but for future generations to come. The Great Awakening map contains topics that are designed to lead you out of darkness and into the light of enlightenment in one single lifetime. Without the darkness, you cannot find your way into the light. The gateway to all understanding is realizing that from darkness emerges the light. 
And that is why everything on the Great Awakening map is designed to awaken one's consciousness out of darkness and into the light of enlightenment. Not in many lifetimes to come, but in this very lifetime, which is the most precious gift we have been given. Through your precious and good karma and good karmic deeds, somehow you found your way back into this life, this human precious body. This human precious body is known as the impermanent vehicle. It is a vehicle that teaches us the importance of embracing the truth of impermanence. Through Buddhism, through studying Dharma, we learn this ultimate truth of impermanence. It means that nothing lasts. Everything that is born will eventually die. Every single human being who has ever been born dies. When we embrace this truth in our life and we realize how precious the time that we have on this earth is, it should awaken one to not waste a moment, to not waste a moment on spending time devouring the corporate trash that's in our media. We should dedicate our lives to finding the truth of reality, the truth of what the human body truly is and what it can truly be. For many years before my spiritual awakening, I was just living life at the qualms of my ego, trying to be somebody who I never wanted to be. And through this chase of the ego and trying to become better than everybody else, this can only go so far. You can only win so much until you realize that there's no point to this constant race of the ego competition that's just prevalent of our modern world. And whether you're a designer, whether you're an artist like I was, these careers make you competitive and make you compete and make you use your ego to impress and to command. But you can only go so far until you realize that there's more to life than trying to be the best at everything and then buying your way to happiness. This is where the spiritual journey begins. It begins by finding out how to heal oneself of not only mental afflictions, but physical, emotional, and spiritual. This search for healing within oneself is what led me on the greatest journey of my life. Trying to heal myself took me through the awakening of realizing the corruption of the medical industrial complex and living in America my whole life. This was something that was widespread. Everybody could tell that the health care system was 
flawed. There was something wrong. People are not healing. People are simply getting more sick. And all the cures for the greatest diseases are not being shared to humanity. When you start to realize the corruption involved with government and the medical industry, you do everything that you can to try to distance yourself from these negative corporate entities. And you seek out a personal journey of inner healing through all sorts of different ways of learning about consciousness and spiritual teachings. The greatest spiritual teachings I have ever found always dealt with consciousness and meditation. Because the mind is what controls the way you feel. And if you don't know what the mind is, you'll never be in control of yourself, let alone your life. So what fascinated me to spiritual awakening was studying consciousness, studying meditation, which is this technique for healing your mind. Healing your mind in ways that you could never have learned if you had trusted the corrupt medical system. The mind is something that is so unfathomable, yet it is the most important thing about yourself that you must know. The greatest spiritual teachings will reveal that the mind is something that we can change. The mind is something that allows miracles to happen within our life. When you begin to change your mind, you begin to attract a higher vibrational frequency into your mind, your consciousness, your heart. The mind-body-spirit complex, it becomes balanced and healed, and then it becomes a great attractor of fortunate circumstances and auspiciousness. Good fortune comes to those who meditate and take care of their minds. Meditation is the appreciation of silence. And silence can mean many things to many people. To most people, silence means the absence of noise, the absence of exterior stimuli. Silence can mean the absence of, of texture, of sound, of taste, of smell. But for someone who, like myself, I've been studying meditation techniques for over 12, 14 years, and during the first few years, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just, just experimenting with different ways of closing one's eyes and experiencing silence and experiencing it even to the extreme where I used to wear noise-canceling headphones and blindfolds and I would sit in a dark room or dark closet for hours because this is what I thought that meditation was. I thought that it meant blocking all of your senses from the world and being strong and brave and confident in that silence. 
because I thought that if you could brave out boredom, if you could brave out being in the dark, if you could brave out being alone and detached from all the world, I thought truly then your mind would be strong enough to overcome anything that came towards you in life, which is true to a certain extent. But what if, what happens when you finish the meditation session and you get up and you take off the noise-canceling headphones and the blindfold and then you're faced with your sunlit living room and outside the sunlit living room you see the world going by with all of its crazy events and challenges. What do you do then? How do you keep that calm sense of mind when you are driving through traffic? This is when I realized that the moments of meditation, sitting meditation, the times of being alone in isolation, these are the moments of training. And when you are out in real life, your peace of mind should be able to continue on with you and stay with you. You should be able to remember those feelings that you cultivated during meditation sessions. They should be with you and they should change you in a way that you don't react negatively to the world in ways that you did when you were unawakened, when you were living in ignorance of the mind, before you met meditation, before you cared about spiritual awakening. So meditation will always be one of the most important spiritual teachings you will ever come across. And there are numerous ways to begin to heal the mind and understand what consciousness truly is. In many of my other podcasts, I talk about Dzogchen meditation, which is the form of practice the form of practice that I have chosen to dedicate my life to and to be a Dzogchen yogi. Meditation is the fabric of your life, whether you are sitting in formal setting of meditation or whether you are going about your day. Your attention to mind is the primary practice. This attention is known as awareness. Awareness is a knowingness. When we sit here together, when there's silence, we have a knowing of this silence because it's odd. It's not normal. So on radio shows, you'll never hear a long pause of silence because they try to fill it with noise and filler and small talk. But when we bring our awareness to the space between two thoughts, we are understanding the mirror of mind. 
The mirror of mind is everything that you are aware of at that moment of silence. Your mind is a still mirror, and when you are still, you can see the reflection. You can see the mind's reflection, which is the entire world around you. Everything that you hear, you see, you smell, you touch, this is known as Dharmakaya. It's all a realm of emptiness, shunyata. Emptiness means everything in this realm before you is made of impermanence. Everything before you is impermanent. It will never last. It will disintegrate. It will be destroyed. It will turn to dust beyond dust. When you are sitting in silence, the mind becomes crystal clear. A crystal clear surface of a lake. And in this reflection, you are aware of the entire world of Dharmakaya before you. This is your mind. If you don't realize this, you're known as a sentient being wandering through samsara, living in ignorance of one's true self. Ignorance creates dukkha. Dukkha is suffering. Suffering is unsatisfactoriness of your life. Not just this life, but for countless eons of lifetimes. Dukkha creates karma. And karma creates rebirth. Round and round on the wheel of karma we've been. So many times, it's countless, innumerable, unfathomable. These are the types of words used in Buddhism. The enlightened Buddhas of our history have taught us that impermanence, a keen sense of impermanence of one's life at all times, is one sign of enlightenment. Because when one sees the world before them as impermanent, they are less likely to become attached to anything that they see. Isn't that the point of enlightenment? Is to be unattached to everything? Because think about a spiritual master who's unattached to this world. What happens at the moment of death? What happens at the ultimate moment of death? Most people, a majority of this entire planet, 99.999%, everybody will be in fear and sadness and anxiety. Any type of negative emotion that you can imagine, you will find it at death. That is a very, very sad way to depart. Because when your consciousness crosses over and you are in a state of fear, fear is a vibrational frequency and it's a very heavy and low state of consciousness. It will pull you down into a lower rebirth. These lower realms are known as 
demon realms, animal realms, and so forth. These are realms where you are not able to be born lucky with a human body. Because the human body is the only vessel that can hear and practice the Dharma. The Dharma of truth. The Dharma taught by the enlightened beings of our past. In particular, the enlightened Buddha of our past. Death is the ultimate test. And life is the ultimate practice. So within this moment, we take this precious opportunity to respect the triple gems known as the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. The enlightened Buddha who gave us these teachings of enlightenment and the precious Dharma of his teachings and the noble spiritual community known as the Sangha who are all around us at all times in every country and in every secret location there will be spiritual teachers friends and family willing to teach us the truths of life if we could only listen and learn to close our mouths only then will we spiritually evolve into the higher being that is our birthright we are all born Buddhas but as we mature we lose this Buddha mind and so in this lifetime through the practice of cultivating compassion also known as karuna karuna is this ethereal ephemeral feeling that you have such love for all beings that you want them to understand this truth of impermanence it's beyond compassion compassion is not the correct word for what practitioners of dharma and bodhisattvas Karuna is this concept that we want everybody to understand this impermanence of life so that nobody else is so attached to objects and so attached to people and things and events and careers and homes and places of living. All these attachments in our life create suffering when they're taken away from us. They create ultimate existential angst and unsatisfactoriness which creates massive massive sadness mental problems emotional imbalances wars violence poverty injustice oppression this is the reason why our world is portrayed in such a negative way on the corrupt news media because the owners of these news corporations they are attached to power they are attached to not losing what they've gained and they live in a different world than we do because they cannot fathom the types of spiritual information that we're sharing on little podcasts such as this 
and all of the spiritual teachings on the Great Awakening map. It's been one of the most censored art pieces in the history of mankind. And it's censored because these negative corporations don't want you to know the truth of reality. The most powerful truths will take away all of their power. The most powerful truths will take away everything that they've ever known. Therefore, they censor spiritual knowledge, such as my Instagram channel, 5D Awakening Consciousness, my Twitter, Patreon. The list goes on. It's not just me. There are thousands and thousands of others who try to share spiritual knowledge each day, but we are constantly censored by the AI algorithm developed by these evil big tech corporations. Most people think that AI will destroy our world with robots and machine guns, like on the Terminator. But AI is destroying our world by censoring innocent memes, by, in- by censoring memes that teach spiritual knowledge. This is how they're destroying humanity. Humanity is being destroyed because art is being censored. Art and knowledge should never be censored. It should be the highest form of human expression. No matter if there's our wars going on, no matter if every country is being destroyed, art should never be censored and destroyed. It is the expression of the human heart and mind. So when we have AI algorithms censoring harmless memes all over since social media, this is the red flag that we've been warned, that we've been warned of our entire lives by books such as George Orwell's 1984. On the bottom left of the Great Awakening map, you'll see the number 1984 in reference to this monumental book that changed my life in college when I first discovered it. Because I knew that the future described in this book had already been created, and it was just a matter of time until we were walking around with cameras in our pockets that could be turned on at any time by anyone anywhere in the world. The world of 1984 should never have come true because authors and writers and creatives were trying to warn us about these dystopian futures that should never have ever occurred. But sadly, the people in power of our planet have no care about these great works of literature and art, these creative expressions of humanity that have warned against its own destruction. Fortunately, for all of you listening to this podcast, you were all born in a world and a time and a place where the precious Dharma exists. Do you know how rare and precious it is to be born in a human body on a planet 
that contains teachings of the enlightened ones, this is the greatest opportunity for your soul, your consciousness, your mind. This is the greatest opportunity we have to attain enlightenment now for the benefit of all beings. We have been given this precious human body. We have been born at a time where the precious Dharma exists and it hasn't been destroyed. The Dharma is known as the teachings of the Buddhas. There are many Dharmas out there and many Dharmas throughout India in the spiritual lands of the East. Take your pick, but just remember, you can waste your entire life spending time researching and studying all sorts of dharmas. But the true test comes at death. Is your consciousness ready to pass on in total equanimous peace? Equanimity is wisdom. And wisdom allows one to remain at peace at all times in any circumstance any life circumstance, any situation, an enlightened being will always be at peace. They will always give love and they will never turn to anger. We have the opportunity right now to dedicate our lives to studying the Dharma. The Dharma which you find is dependent on your karma. So follow through on the teachings of Dharma which you find. The entire Great Awakening map contains topics that can lead one to discovering Dharma. And in particular, I chose Tibetan Buddhism, also known as Vajrayana Buddhism. As you know, I speak about Dzogchen because I'm a Dzogchen yogi. And Dzogchen is a practice that comes out of Vajrayana Buddhism. And Vajrayana is special because it's a quick path to enlightenment. And it's quick because it favors those who already know about the mind and consciousness. It's for those like you and I listening to this podcast who have an interest in consciousness. Vajrayana is a very popular path for Westerners because Westerners have a grasp on the concept of non-duality. And if you study earlier forms of Buddhism, such as Theravada, Hinayana, Mahayana, these vehicles don't go into non-duality all the way as much as Vajrayana and Dzogchen. Non-duality is there, but it's not something that others will easily understand. That's why there's different levels of teachings of the Buddha. Theravada, Mahayana, Vajrayana. These three levels are for three types of people that the enlightened Buddha came across when he was alive. When he taught around India and in that Indic region, he came across three types of minds. And each types of minds, he would give them a specific type of teaching. And even though Dzogchen is the most rarest of all teachings. It is the one that I find most fascinating because it leads you to rainbow body enlightenment. 
And as you know, on the Great Awakening map, the rainbow body is in the upper right corner, the highest spiritual destination. It doesn't mean you have to attain rainbow body, it just means that this is our birthright. You can attain enlightenment without attaining a light body. And at the same time, you can also attain enlightenment by having the light body activated. There are different levels of enlightenment for different levels of minds. And the spiritual masters attain rainbow body and vanish into pure space. This is known as the large rainbow body. Whereas the smaller rainbow body, you will see the body shrink over the course of a week. And the body as it shrinks, it will emit rainbow lights and spiritual signs of accomplishment. What could be more fascinating than this topic? What could be more important to understand than this topic? Why isn't this on every newspaper? Why isn't this on the cover of every newspaper and every news ticker reel in our world today? And when you start to ponder this question, you'll understand the true evil of the news agencies and the media and all the corporations that are involved with entertainment and broadcast and education. You'll start to see how corrupt this world truly is because nobody wants to share this type of information to the mass audience because it won't make them money. It won't sell them products. It won't get people that new fancy luxury electric car. And the list goes on and on. The list goes on of samsara and the materialistic world of destruction. A beautiful destruction it is because we get so captivated by its splendor and shininess and blinginess. The luxurious promises that it offers always are lies, but they feel good. And that's why we pursue them in this life. And we are all guilty of it. But there is a time when you start to realize that all of this is impermanent. It's just dust. It's just a cloud that you are creating into an object that you think is permanent. Your mind can create permanence out of nothingness. And this is the cause of going astray. This is the cause of turning round and round on the wheel of karma, is to grasp at objects that do not truly exist. Nothing truly exists, yet we quantify everything into names and labels and values and likes and dislikes and love and anger. All of this grasping and shoving away creates karma, negative karma, confusion, ignorance, going astray in samsara, turning over and over that wheel of karma, sometimes not even being reborn as a human, having to do it all over again, forgetting everything. What a waste. What a sad and pitiful waste. Through our good deeds and good karma, we found the Dharma. It's here. 
It's just that, how serious are we going to take it this time in this life, with this precious moment, opportunity? Time is ticking. There's no guarantee when the last day of your life will be. Therefore, spend every moment in contemplation of impermanence. Truly understand the impermanence of all phenomena. Truly understand that seeing through everything, you see space. You see grass, vast greatness of space. And in this space, this primordial purity, the only thing that exists is the moment of here and now. Here and now, all things are accomplished. This is the center of the wheel of karma. There's no more spinning. There's only observation. The center of the wheel is still. And this stillness is your true self, beyond words, beyond expression, unfathomable, inconceivable, ineffable. Silence. Silence containing everything. The symphony of silence is everything and nothingness. These are just concepts, conceptual elaborations. So let go of your conceptual elaborating and realize the emptiness of all things. Therefore, nothing truly exists. All the bad things are not really there. So why fear? In this spacious expanse, I see nothing to fear. Said by Yeshi Sogya the consort of Padmasambhava, Guru Rinpoche. These two attained rainbow body for the benefit of all beings. Padmasambhava and Yeshi Sogyao are the main figures of Vajrayana Buddhism. And they are the two figures who we pay homage to for teaching us how to attain rainbow body. Seeing through the illusion of reality seeing through the solidity of all things. There is no solidity. It's just a concept. If you take a camera and you zoom it in to any object, past the atoms, past the quarks, past the vibrating masses of energy, you're just going to find space. Time and time again, the scientists will always discover space and vibrations. Nothing else. No rocks. No solid objects. Nothing hard. Nothing permanent. Nothing. No thingness. Ponder the silence of nothingness. Only out of nothingness can everything be created. Otherwise, how would things manifest if not from nothingness? Because our minds are nothingness, emptiness, therefore they are able to create anything in the universe. 
anything can manifest out of emptiness and nothingness. Try this experiment right now. Use your imagination to create a fantastic futuristic world full of cyberpunk imagery and neon lights and mist and steam and vehicles flying by with strange alien languages on all the billboards, sitting on a balcony, smoking a cyberpunk cigarette with the rain drops against the window. Your mind just created this sci-fi world out of nothingness. The power to create such a scene would take millions of dollars and hours and hours of computer graphical work by the greatest artists of our time. But none of them could come close to what your mind just created within a split second. Only out of nothingness does everything emerge. This is mind. This is Dzogchen. This is the Dharma taught by the enlightened Buddhas of our past and present. Understanding impermanence and emptiness is to understand everything. This is what is known as prajna, wisdom. Wisdom, like I said earlier, is equanimity. And what equanimity means is that in any situation, you are non-judgmental. You are in equanimous peace. No matter what occurs around you at any time, any place, you are always in equanimous peace for the benefit of all beings. Let's practice like this every day of our lives, every moment. We take, we take notice of awareness of the present moment. In every present moment of equanimous peace, we are Buddhas. Between two thoughts, there is a Buddha. And this is a quote by the enlightened master of Milarepa, the greatest Tibetan yogi who could fly, walk through walls, and disappear into the sky. These magical cities, these spiritual abilities of wonder, these are all things that you and I can attain. But like I said, you're never going to see this on the front cover of any magazine in any news store, I guarantee. Because for some reason, the greatest secrets of humanity have been disgraced, have been hidden, censored, buried away, locked underground, never to be seen again. This world is so backwards and so corrupt and so lost in its ways. They would rather have pictures of fake beautiful people and expensive cars 
on every newspaper cover in every store this entire planet. I mean, walk into any magazine, bookstore, just look at what's being shown as the prime example of modern human consciousness. The magical feats of Milarepa, Guru Rinpoche, Yeshi Sogyal. Should these not be the beings that we uphold and respect in the highest regard for teaching us how to attain light body, for inspiring us and inspiring millions around the world to become peaceful beings in order to help all other beings? Is this not supposed to be the greatest accomplishment of our times? We need to uphold and respect these masters of the past and present because these masters taught us that these times would be full of ignorance. And in the West, the teachings of Dzogchen would flourish. So this is the time to discover Dzogchen, to discover teachings of the non-dual mind. Other names for teachings of the non-dual mind include Mahamudra, Ati Yoga, Mahasandhi. If you discover and explore and pursue the non-dual teachings of Buddhism, you will find an entirely new world beyond anything that you could imagine. A world of wonder and magic and miracles and supernatural abilities that are only known as legends to the ignorant. The magical powers of cities are attained by those who have no attachment to life. Only then will cities develop. Until then, never grasp and never make them your goal. Always promise yourself that the goal is never to attain these supernatural states. The goal is to attain equanimous awareness of reality at all times. And only through that full realization will magical powers come your way. They are merely side effects of becoming a Buddha. The Buddha mind is here and now. Here and now in this present moment of equanimous awareness all spiritual paths converge. The peak of the mountain of enlightenment is found by resting in this present moment of awareness at any time throughout the day. Practice returning here and now. Practicing this many times throughout the day, you will start to realize that every moment is already equanimous and at peace. It's just that when you forget, you think that 
there's something out there that's causing you to feel something in here. You don't have to believe your thoughts and emotions. Just watch them pass on by like impermanent clouds in the sky as they are. Every thought, every feeling, every sensation is just a cloud passing through the sky. And when those clouds finish passing by, you will be left with the glory and splendor of the blue stainless sky, stainless and unborn, therefore undying. This is the Buddha nature of your Buddha mind. This is Dzogchen, the natural great completion of all spiritual paths ending in this moment of present awareness. Equanimous present awareness is hereness, nowness, and nowhere else, just now, just here. All things are accomplished. Just being, just sitting, just breathing. Present moment awareness is the Buddha mind. One moment of awareness is one moment of enlightenment. This is the view of omniscience. And may all beings attain this non-regression of the path to omniscience. This is my wish and my vow to all beings. Thank you for joining me for this new episode of the Art House 5D podcast. If you would like to follow along, please download or purchase the Great Awakening Map, also known as the 5D Awakening Map, at awakening5d.co. And if they would like to follow along on Instagram, you can find me at 5D Awakening Consciousness and Dzogchen Yogi. Infinite peace and blessings to all beings. May everything be auspicious. May everything be fortunate. May everything be enlightened. <laughs>